guys and gals, one and all, welcome to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle Podcast. Well, this is going to be kind of a somber episode. We're going to be talking about, of course, the mass shootings, uh, mass killings that have occurred since the last episode, which there's been a few of them, unfortunately. We're going to talk about the consequences that have been going on politically and what we as gun owners and gun supporters need to do in the 2A community to make sure that this does not infringe upon our rights. It's very important. And I unfortunately hate to see that a lot of politicians that we thought were supporters of the Second Amendment, that they just kind of shit on us. And it has just become a sink or swim kind of moment for us gun owners. And uh, especially with the NRA, which we're not going to talk a whole lot about in this, uh, this podcast today. But especially since the NRA has kind of just fucked us over and they are extremely weak. And because of this... The gun control advocates are now seeing this as their golden opportunity. They are using these mass killings as a golden opportunity for them, because the NRA is weak, to push gun control agenda down our throats and to erode away at our Second Amendment rights. So that's mainly what we're going to be talking about today. We're also going to be talking just a little bit about the gear review. Uh, we're also going to be talking about, in our culture segment, one of my absolute fucking favorite Pacino and De Niro movies, Heat. I fucking love that movie. Uh, so if you haven't already, let's go ahead and get over the, the house rules in the beginning of the podcast. If you don't, please go check out our Facebook. Please go check out our Instagram. We just had a giveaway on our Instagram. We reached finally a motherfucking 100 followers, if you can believe it. We have over 7,000 on Facebook, but we have just 100 on Instagram. So if you don't, please give us a follow on Instagram. Go ahead and like and follow on our Facebook uh, and, you know, it's just a great way to reach out to the podcast. If you have things that you want us to talk about on the podcast, that's the best way to reach out to us. If you have uh, gear or, you know, movies or books that you want us to talk about, reach out to us. Uh, we will reach out to those companies. If it's gear, we will look over the books or movies. If it is something in our culture segment or if it's just something that you want us to talk about uh, in general, uh, like maybe in our main segment. We will definitely look it over, and uh, if we get enough uh, information about it, if we can make a fucking podcast episode about it, we will do so. Uh, you know, I want to make sure that this is a podcast that everybody likes to watch and enjoy and all that kind of good shit, and it's just basically a way for me to kind of get some feedback from you guys. So that's the whole point. Uh, also, we share some pretty fucking hilarious memes. A lot of people on our Facebook and Instagram don't even know we have a podcast, so uh, go ahead, reach out to us. Uh, we also have a Facebook group to a lifestyle, uh, where you can interact with other people on the Facebook page and all that kind of good shit. So, uh, go ahead, check us out on Facebook and Instagram, uh, follow, like us, subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast. Also do us a favor, leave a review if you can, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, and even better, if you get a chance to get iTunes, download fucking iTunes for a little bit. I personally don't even listen to podcasts on iTunes because it is a piece of shit app. It always is crashing on me. Uh, so it's hard for me to even look at reviews on there, but download that piece of shit app, leave us a review. It's the easiest way for people to find us. Uh, you know, look, they're looking for new gun podcasts and shit. That's the easiest way for people to find us. So anyway, let's go ahead and start wrapping this shit up and let's, uh, start getting into this fucking podcast. Do it right.
All right, unless you've been living under a fucking rock, I'm pretty sure you've heard about the three mass killings that we've had uh, this past two weeks since the last time we did an episode. Uh, We're going to be talking, of course, about Gilroy, which is the garlic festival. We're going to be talking about El Paso, Texas, and we're going to be talking about the Dayton, Ohio shootings. And we're going to be talking just a little bit about them, uh, kind of what those pieces of shit that used uh, what they used to commit the mass killings and kind of the fallout because of it and basically what we as gun owners and people in the second amendment community the 2a community can learn from these pieces of shit okay well and obviously we're going to talk let's go kind of like in chronological order the first one uh, of course occurred at the garlic festival in gilroy california uh, it is the, like I said, it is the oldest or earliest of the three mass killings. And three people were killed, including a six-year-old girl. And that just, you know, fucking as a dad, it just touches me. It, you know, it, it breaks my heart to know that a six-year-old was killed by this piece of shit. Uh, he was able to kill three and injure 13 others before he himself was fatally shot by police officers. They were actually out at, at the scene. And uh, they basically, I mean, it was great response time on them. They were on the scene. And this piece of shit, uh, you know, we've heard that he used an AK. We've heard that he used an SKS. Really cannot fucking get uh, from the things that I've saw, which is not too much information anymore on it in the mass, you know, in the mainstream media because they're talking about the newer, you know, the most recent ones where more people were killed and injured. Uh, and especially, you know, to the Dayton, Ohio one and the El Paso, Texas one, those occurred within a very short time of each other. Uh, but basically, uh, going on into the next one, uh, which is Dayton, Ohio, and this is crazy because uh, this piece of shit, what he used was basically an AR pistol and uh, a hundred round AR-15 drum, and he was able to kill nine people. Uh, and at least 37, uh, from what I'm reading in this report, which comes from Gat Daily, uh, it st- stated that 37 people were treated. So this piece of shit was able to fire 41 rounds before he was actually even able to uh, be taken down. Which, I mean, the response time by the officers in this particular instance was also fan-fucking-tastic. They were able to get there within less than a minute, and this piece of shit uh, was, you know taken down by officers. Uh, And he also, uh, we're going to talk about the next one, and the last one is El Paso, Texas. Uh, El Paso, uh, of course, this piece of shit, walked into a fucking Walmart with uh, a Wasser AK and uh, even had fucking ear protection on, ear pro. Uh, And he went and and he was able to kill uh, fucking... Uh, I can't read it, you know, my error, but I can't fucking read it in uh, this particular uh, article from Gat Daily. But, uh, you know, and, and this is something that Gat Daily put, and I'm not too sure, you know, I, I, you know, he said in Gat Daily, it says the El Paso shooter had a political motivation, which is not true for the other two. But it has come out in the Dayton, Ohio one that this guy was an extreme leftist. He was, uh, you know, a follower of Antifa. Uh, Bernie Sanders and all that kind of shit, but of course uh, they didn't mention that. But uh, you know they're saying political motivation was the not the top was the not the top contender for the reasoning for the El Paso shooting. But in the El Paso shooting, he did state that uh, you know 
his anti-immigrant um, sentiment, his anti-Hispanic sentiment, uh, was the main reason for his shooting. And he also stated that he uh, fucking modeled his attack from the Christchurch and the New Zealand mass killings. And it's just, you know, all these fucking people are pieces of shit. And it is uh, caused a very, very fucking you know, high fallout in the Second Amendment community that is is going to be affecting us for a very long time, unfortunately, until, you know, the next mass shooting occurs or the next mass killing occurs or whatever fucking happens in the media. You know how they, is the 24-hour news cycle, it's always going to look for if it leads, it bleeds kind of mentality. So whether it's a fucking accident or whether it's some humongous political scandal, that kind of shit. But the fallout is we're seeing what we thought were Second Amendment supporters in our government just fucking you know flip-flop and turd tail and basically change their political views at the drop of a hat and of course the big one is going to be uh congressman dan crenshaw and congressman dan crenshaw sent out a tweet stating that he sees that there needs to be some sort of solution to these mass killings and he said let's start out with the taps act and if you don't know what the taps act is TAPS Act is basically a red flag law that states that uh, per the pre-due process of firearm confiscation orders, uh, you know, which are already legal in several states, is basically going to be a minority report and it's going to be federal. So basically, you've had a lot of these states, uh, of course, Maryland, uh, with the famous one where actually somebody was shot and killed by law enforcement because of red flag confiscation laws. They're trying to make it a federal thing. Uh, and of course, you have a bunch of other shit going on. You have, a, you know, BBC came out with their little post of, you know, what. Uh, you know the firing rates of certain weapons, and uh, they say a, a revolver is 20 rounds a minute. Semi-automatic pistol is 50 rounds a minute. A semi-automatic assault rifle, uh, AK-47, is 120 rounds a minute. And this is some bullshit. A modified semi-automatic assault weapon, which they're saying is an AR-15, up to 1,200 rounds a minute. And a fully automatic rifle, an M16, is up to 950 rounds a minute. And this is just, as you know, if you have any sort of fucking knowledge in the firearms, you know, industry or firearms knowledge period, you know for certain that that is a bunch of horseshit. And it is just fucking stupid. It's fucking crazy. And we've actually had some unlikely people. And honestly, I'm a humongous science geek. I love science. You know, all when I was wanting to be a kid, I was wanting to be an astronaut. So I still keep up with a lot of space shit. So one of my favorite, uh, I guess you could say, scientific celebrities is Neil deGrasse Tyson. And he tweeted. And this motherfucker actually had to apologize for his tweet. But he says, you know, in his tweet, says in the past 48 hours, the U.S. horrifically lost 34 people to mass shootings. On average, across any 48 hours, we also lose 500 to medical errors, 300 to the flu, 250 to suicide, 200 car accidents, 40 to homicide via handgun. Often, our emotions respond more to spectacle than to data. And Neil deGrasse Tyson actually had to re to release an apology for this tweet. And all he's doing is just 
it blows my motherfucking mind that all he's doing is stating facts. He's stating that 500 people died of medical errors. So why aren't we holding our doctors more accountable? Uh, our medical procedures more accountable? 300 to the flu. Why aren't we holding, uh, you know, people, you know, they want to shove gun control down our, our throats, you know, fucking government mandated morality why don't they force people that are in uh, more vulnerable populations the old the young the sick all that kind of shit uh, to have flu shots mandatory again 250 to suicide uh, again that's another mental health problem why aren't we doing more with mental health to prevent suicide uh, we have 200 to car accidents why aren't we having more uh, like governors put on new cars. Why don't you have police officers go out there and enforce uh, traffic laws more to help reduce reckless driving and speeding and all that kind of shit? I mean, all he's doing is just stating facts, and he was railroaded for it. I mean, the left just fucking lost their minds for it. And something that's not being reported, and if you haven't seen the video of this, there's video online, it's just absolute fucking chaos but shortly after all those three mass killings there was another mass killing but you can't call it a mass shooting because a fucking knife was used in california a mass murderer went on a robbery spree killing four and wounding two you know why is that not more publicized because it doesn't fit the fucking narrative of the mainstream media. He didn't use a gun, so they're not going to report on it nationally because they just don't see it fitting their narrative, especially the gun control that they're trying to push onto us. And that is, you know, some some horseshit. Uh, it just, honestly, it goes to show that no matter the intent of the evil person involved, the evil person is going to use whatever means necessary to commit their evil. And going into further of the turncoats in our government that have gone back and stated that, you know, they, they were elected as, you know, A-rated NRA politicians. They ran as fucking Second Amendment supporters and all that kind of shit. You have Republicans caving into these fucking red flag laws, into quote-unquote universal background checks. You have them caving into possibly banning high-capacity quote-unquote, high-capacity magazines and assault rifle bans. Uh, you have fucking Mitch McConnell, and Lin especially Lindsey Graham, that motherfucker. They are stating that they will look at possibly having uh, fucking these bills, you know, brought up into their respective, uh, you know, houses of, ah, damn it, fucking autoplay. But you have these motherfuckers going into, uh, you know, they're on uh, recess for six weeks, but you have them coming into Congress when they come off a recess, stating that they're going to look into things like this to try and prevent another mass killing. But look at especially the one that occurred at the Garlic Festival. I mean, California is the poster child for fucking gun control, and you had that mass killing occur there. I mean... In California, are you allowed to have a uh, semi-automatic modern sporting rifle that's not been bastardized, uh, where you can't have what they call, quote-unquote, the bullet button, where you can easily change magazines? You're not allowed to have anything that has a pistol grip uh, or a thumb hole that you can wrap your thumb around a grip 
uh, on the stock of a firearm? No, but still, somebody was able to bring in a illegal firearm according to California standards, and also again illegal magazines uh, because you know it's a high capacity magazine uh, into a fucking uh, gun free zone. And they were able to commit murder, mass murder. And it, no sort of fucking law is going to stop somebody that wants to do evil. That knife attack is the perfect fucking example. And because this, another thing has occurred is you have Chuck Schumer today announcing that he's going to propose a bill to regulate body armor. Because in the, I believe it was in the uh, Dayton, Ohio and at the Garlic Festival, the perpetrators were using body armor. So Charles Schumer, old fucking Chuck Schumer, is planning on establishing a, a bill to where it would regulate uh, body armor by the FBI on who's allowed to purchase and not purchase body armor. And, you know, to me, that's, you know, showing perfect example that they are wanting to not just you know, take away our Second Amendment rights, but they're wanting to inhibit our ability to protect ourselves. Uh, you know, what other purpose is that? I mean, there's been very few cases where body armor was used by these mass murderers, and just because it was used recently, that's all of a sudden when they're wanting to introduce these bills, is they're wanting to push everything they can, now that they have the momentum, down our throats. And because of that, we have to fight for our lives because this kind of shit is going to fucking just just eradicate our constitutional rights. It's going to erode our civil rights. And if we allow that to happen, and this is why everybody that had a fucking brain and any thought of foresight when the bump stock ban occurred knew that it wasn't going to stop there. You give them an inch, they're going to take a, a fucking mile. It's just not going to stop. And there is going to be no compromise in our Second Amendment rights because, as you can see, we gave up, well, we did not willingly give up the bump stocks, but our bump stocks were taken away from us even though it was a stupid fucking accessory. And now look what's going on. You have red flag laws looking at happening, and you have uh, quote-unquote high-capacity magazines and assault weapons looking at getting banned. And that is just, again, eroding our civil rights one inch at a time. And when you're looking at these red flag laws, that's something else. Uh, you know, and this is, of course, fucking Donald Trump. Everybody said that he, you know, of course, he even said you're, attack on your Second Amendment rights for the last eight years is over, yet he has done more damage to our Second Amendment rights in like two years, two you know, two and a half years than Obama did in eight when he had a, a Democratic-controlled Congress. And you had Donald Trump come out and say, let's go ahead and take the guns, let's do the due process later, which is basically exactly what a red flag law is. And you have red flag laws looking at coming in, and it's just going to be another fucking style of uh, social attacks. You have swatting, doxing, all the other kind of shit, and that's what's going to end up happening with these red flag laws. Somebody that you pissed off at work, or somebody that you pissed off online, and with the easy access of people's information on the internet nowadays, all it takes is for them to call to your local PD, your sheriff's office, where the fuck ever, and they're going to be able to use these red flag laws to personally 
take away your civil rights, your constitutional rights of being able to bear arms, of to be able to have your guns and firearms, and they're going to use that. And, and guess what? When it comes time, even if you do get over this red flag law shit and you're able to maintain and keep your rights after the red flag law is over, you know, in some places, they are not allowed to give you your firearms back. So after the PD uh, comes and takes your firearms and you make it out of there alive, uh, they make it out of there alive, you know, it's the the option of getting your property back that was taken away from you unconstitutionally is showing that you know it's you either got to get a, a high priced attorney or you're just shit out of luck and that is a tax on the poor itself you know and then even to fight the red flag law you got to have to start looking at legal counsel there so you know of course this kind of shit is just another tax on the poor that the anti gun control you know the anti guns and the gun control elites are using to take away people that don't have the means to protect themselves uh, you know either they're you know not wanting to 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 purchase you know what you would consider like a 500 Glock or 500 Glock or whatever the fuck you know they might just have like a $200 high point or a fucking cheapo Taurus or something like that do you think those people have the means to hire legal counsel to fight red flag laws to fight to get their property back? No. So they are literally going to come after, uh, you know, I, you know, I'll just go ahead and say it, the poors. Uh, they're literally coming after the poors and trying to take away their rights first. And, you know, you have some of the gun community that are just fucking saying, well, fuck it, you know, I'm just going to, you know, stack bodies if they come or something like that. But what about those people that can't do it because of families or, or you know, there a lot of people that are going to say that shit online. But when it comes time to actually doing something, they're just going to fucking, you know, bend over and, and cowtail and all that kind of stuff. How about we fucking fight it up front first? How about we talk to our politicians and tell them that these red flag laws, that these fucking ammunition, uh, these magazine bans, these modern sporting rifle bans, that's just not going to fly. If they want to keep their job and if they want to keep elected and get keep that fucking cushy uh, government job of being elected official, then guess what? You're going to have to stand up and fight for our Second Amendment rights. And that's where, you know, the NRA, where they used to would be able to come in, uh, they fucking, you know, used to call our politicians and they used to say, hey, you know, this is, you know, we're a lobbying organization. We give out political donations and shit like that to different campaigns. If you want us to continue to support you when it comes time for re-election, because that's where people, that's where really the politicians really get affected, is in their pocketbooks, especially when it comes time to election year, is that's where they start listening. And because the NRA is so fucking weak right now because of its executive leadership, uh, that's why that's, that's why a lot of these people are thinking that, you know, these anti-gunners are thinking that, you know what, now's the time to do it because the NRA is weak. That's who they think is their only opposition in Washington uh, that's throwing money around to these politicians. Uh, that's where they think that they can get this done now. So, you know, I blame a lot of this shit not only on our politicians, but I also blame it on the NRA because the NRA is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And because they got themselves in such a sorry-ass fucking mess with the executive leadership that they have now, you know, it's just allowing the anti-gunners, the fucking 
bravery and their fucking cojones, basically, to do something like this. So, you know, what, what are we going to do as, as gun rights supporters to be able to stand up and say, hey, this is not, you know, where we're going to fucking take it. This is not what's going to happen. I'm a voter. Uh, you know, this is not what I want to happen. And this is where we as gun owners need to come together. And I was just talking today about how uh, on social media, how, you know, why do people that are gun owners, there are approximately, say, 75 million gun owners in the United States. And why do we allow ourselves to be fucking get run over by these anti-gunners? It's because we're split and fractured like no other voting block in the entire country. You know, just fucking go look on uh, social media gun forums and you'll see that yourself. You know, last week I was talking about car holsters. Uh, you know, you have the boomers, fuds, you have pores, you have people that are AK people, you have people that are AR people, you have guys that, uh, you know, fucking only do skeet shooting, or you have guys that only do PRS. You know, it just goes, the list goes on and on and on and on. And you have all these gun owners who we all have the same thing in common is that we don't want our Second Amendment rights eroded or taken away, but you have some of these people that think gun rights only start at uh, hunting rifle, you know, hunting rifles and shit like that. Or you have some people think that your Second Amendment rights only start actual at the actual firearms themselves. Uh, but then you have some people like myself that think anything to do with firearms, uh, anything to do with self-protection, anything to do with the right to bear arms. Uh, and arms is anything. You know, arms didn't just mean muskets back when they wrote the Second Amendment. It also meant cannons. It also meant uh, anything to protect yourself from a foreign invasion uh, or for self-protection. So, you know, that includes every, anything and everything in between. So, you know, we need to get together. We need to fucking wake up and smell, you know, the Bloombergs, you know, donating millions of dollars. And, you know, Bloombergs come out and flat out said, yes, I've donated $20 million to these three states uh, to pass red flag laws. So that's where we need to, to realize that, hey, you know, if you're a boomer or a FUD, and, you know, I'm telling you, I see this shit all the time at my work, working in law enforcement. You have kids that are fucking going after mom and dad's money or some shit like that. So they want to say that they're incapable of, you know, handling themselves. So that'd be a great way if red flag laws are passed to, you know, have them involuntary committed or whatever. Uh, so that's, you know, that's that's a talking point that you can use uh, for, you know, older boomers, fuds, shit like that. Something else that, you know, us Second Amendment advocates need to look at is fucking reading. We need to look at, uh, you know, fucking literature, uh, fight facts, you know, f fight these these uh, fucking anti-gunners with facts and statistics that they can actually see. And, you know, unfortunately, most of the time when you get into these kind of discussions with anti-gunners, they're just going to flat out say, well, guns kill people. Well, no shit. So does cars. So do pens. So does construction equipment. So does electricity. Are we going to ban all that shit? No. But it's all that kind of shit is not specified in the Bill of Rights, our civil rights. The Second Amendment is about arms. Like I said, anything and everything in between. So we need to have statistics to back of ourselves up. A great book that you can look up at, 
look up on like Amazon is The Origin of the Second Amendment, a documentary history of the Bill of Rights. This is, is a book that's actually cited a lot by the Supreme Court uh, in the Fifth Court of Appeals, uh, where you know they look and say, "Hey, this is uh, you know this is what our founding fathers said, and this is why we made these decisions." Another one is The Origins and Development of the Second Amendment. This is another great book. Uh, it's by David T. Hardy. Uh, you know, all these books you can get on Amazon. And that's where, you know, if you want to look at the origins of the Second Amendment, and I always like to kind of talk to people is that, you know, yes, gun control is about oppression because if you look in medieval ages, peasants weren't allowed to own swords because swords were considered a offensive weapon. But hell, even then they were allowed to keep such things like knives and daggers, which are considered defensive weapons. Uh, but, you know, the swords are the modern sporting rifles of their times. Uh, they were considered offensive weapon, and the you know the noble elites did not want the peasants to have the ability to rise up because they could do so with swords, especially when they know they're outnumbered. Uh, so you know that's the origins and the development of what we know as the Second Amendment. That's something else that you can look up. Uh, some other books that you can look up is uh, targeting guns, firearms, and their control. Uh, this is a great book. It's kind of old, it's from 1997, so it might be a little outdated. Uh, but this one is a lot about the modern gun control movement. Uh, this is something that you know. Again, start looking at statistics. This is something that you can, uh, you know, purchase, and it tells you a lot. Another book is uh, Gunfight: The Battle Over the Right to Bear Arms in Second Amendment or the right to bear arms in America, I'm sorry. Uh, and this one is by Adam Winkler, uh, another great book. Uh, and again, this is more about the modern uh, you know, gun control movement. So that's something that you need to look up. And then there's plenty of resources online. There's plenty of things that you can look up that say, you know, this is the statistic of gun control. This is the statistic of the Second Amendment. This is why gun control never works. This is why gun control is racist, which it is. This is why gun control is to control the population and oppress people, which it does. Uh, and that's the whole point of it. You know, if these politicians that support gun control, you think they're going to write little exceptions in there for bodyguards and shit like that, that protect them. Uh, yeah, they're going to, and they're going to make sure that their bodyguards continue to, you know, bear arms to protect them. Uh, something that I, you know, this is this guy's constitutional right to do this, but he's a fucking idiot for doing so, especially this soon after those mass killings. Uh, and I'm sure you've seen this, is in another fucking Walmart. Uh, this guy in fucking, uh, I believe it was, yeah, Springfield, Missouri, was wearing body armor and carrying a modern sporting rifle. And he filmed himself like these fucking idiot open carriers that try and push the buttons of law enforcement and they want to seem like they're fucking modern Second Amendment advocates doing this shit. He walked into a Walmart in Springfield, Missouri right after these mass killings and uh, with body armor and a slung AR-15. And he just went in there to... Uh, practice and test his Second Amendment rights. And of course, right after all these mass killings, what happened is police showed up uh, fucking full force and they, you know, detained this guy. And this guy, he's just a fucking idiot. I mean, he looks like a young cat. You know, they show like a fucking, um, he's 20 years old. Uh, he, you know, they show his, um, 
I guess, booking photo or whatever it is from the sheriff's office where he was taken. Uh, you know, I don't know if he was actually charged with something, uh, you know, whether, you know, obviously he didn't get charged with a firearms law or whatever, but hell, he could have been charged with disorderly conduct because his actions were intentional uh, to cause, um, I guess you could say, like disruption or whatever, uh, you know, depending on the, the disorderly conduct statutes of Missouri. But this, this kid is just a fucking retard. You know, do I think that you should be able to carry an AR-15, you know, maybe slung over your back, you know, because, you know, it shows intentions on if you have it slung over your chest or slung over your back, that kind of shit. Just look at Israel where you have, you know, people open carrying, you know, long guns all day, uh, you know, that shows intent on shit like that. Uh, you know, same thing again, talking about like knights and stuff like that. If somebody had their hand on their sword or if somebody had, uh, you know, their body armor, you know, fucking, you know, visors on their helmets up or down, that kind of stuff. It shows intent. Uh, this guy was showing his intent was to basically be a dick and to cause some sort of, uh, scene because he wanted to be consider himself some sort of modern Second Amendment advocate in doing so. Uh, I just think he's being a dumbass. Uh, but you know that's the things that you can do. That's the stuff that I think we need to uh, just fucking look at ourselves. Something that we need to look at in reference to uh, our Second Amendment, our civil rights, what we can do to combat this fucking gun control push that we have you know talk to your politicians uh talk to your gun uh, organizations local to you uh talk to your uh fucking law enforcement ask them you know hey is there anything that you know policies in place on uh to respond perfect example for that dumbass in missouri uh, am I allowed to go and carry a long gun, uh, you know, where the fuck ever, you know, say you're coming back from the range, whatever, uh, don't be a dumbass, but you know, fucking have that conversation with your law enforcement. Uh, I have that conversation with people I work in law enforcement all the time because, you know, I want to kind of see what their mindset is at. And especially if it's coming from a law enforcement officer, when I'm talking to them about this stuff, uh, it you know puts a little different perspective in their mind and you can start a discussion. Uh, you don't start discussions by just flat out shutting people down and saying you're right or um, fucking you're wrong, I'm right, all that kind of shit. Uh, you know, we need to have discussions. We need to arm ourselves with facts. And especially after what these dipshits in California, Texas, and Ohio has done, we really need to take it upon ourselves to fucking stand up to be the voting block that we need to show these politicians that our Second Amendment is not negotiable, that we have a civil right to keep bare arms and it shall not be infringed, and that we need to basically just be better than what we've been doing because because of our second amendment community especially with like i said the nra being as weak as it is and with the executive leadership uh fucking taking that whole organization down the drain we need to do more we need to do better and because of that i hope that i fucking challenge each and every one of you that's listening to this podcast and sorry if it's sounding a little scatterbrained um you know 
it's just a lot going through my mind uh, with this whole whole fucking ordeal because honestly, I I truly feel that with this might be the perfect set of circumstances and the perfect storm for some new gun control law to be passed. And it is important that we get together, that we fucking band together as a two-way community and that we talk to our politicians and talk to our organizations and say, this isn't happening. Our civil rights are non-negotiable, whether it be the freedom of speech, religion, press, to fucking you know organize and to keep and bear arms is non-negotiable. And because of that, we do not support any new gun control legislation. Let's talk about what we can do to fix these mass killings before they happen. And that's not with taking away lawful abiding citizens' guns. Uh, It's got to do with mental health. It's got to do with the family structure. And I don't care what your fucking politics are, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, whether you're pro-abortion, anti-abortion, whatever the fuck. As long as you and I agree that the Second Amendment is non-negotiable, then you and I are on the same page politically. And an interesting statistic that I uh, heard is that 26 of the most, I guess, fucking casualties, I guess you could say, uh, 26 of the highest casualties mass shootings occurred in the United States. 25 of those came from fatherless homes. Uh, so, I mean, there's numerous things that we can look at besides taking away guns from lawful uh, citizens. So, start. let's start that conversation. You know, let, like I said, look it up. Uh, arm yourself with knowledge so that way when you talk about this to people that are anti-gun or you talk to your politicians that are talking about passing gun control legislation, you can point out the numerous like different avenues approach that we can do to prevent these mass killings. Uh, so, I mean... You know, just let's do that. And like I said, I fucking implore every single one of you that's listening to this to arm yourself with that knowledge and to go forth and defend our Second Amendment. All right, guys. Well, let's get off that soapbox and let's start getting into the gun news and reviews of the last two weeks. She was a low-down hoochie-coochie She was the roughest, toughest frail But Minnie had a heart as big as a whale Alright guys, let's get into our uh, gun news and reviews Well, the gun news we're going to be talking about today Is going to be about the Farms Policy Coalition Farms Policy Coalition has officially announced that Adam Kraut, who I wholeheartedly support Joseph Greenlee, another awesome dude And Matthew, and I am sorry to mispronounce his name I guarantee you I am Is La Rosier La Rosier Uh, They have been added to the Firearms Policy Coalition legal team. And I think this is great news. Adam Kraut is an amazing gentleman. He has done some great, uh, great work. Uh, so is Joseph Greenlee. Uh, you know, of course, if you know anything about Adam Kraut, he has tried for several years to get on to the NRA board of directors, but has been shot down uh, over some, I think, probably some NRA shenanigans. Uh, and he has actually was uh, offered the NRA board of directors this past uh, couple weeks because uh, we had some NRA board of directors resigning. 
and on the last board election, he was like the I guess the first off the list due to his votes. Um, they offered it, and he turned it down. Uh, but I am a humongous fan of the Firearms Policy Coalition, and I'm just going to go ahead and say that I think the Firearms Policy Coalition is probably the best gun rights organization that we have out there for us right now. I know I see all the time on social media a lot of people talk about the gun owners of America, and the gun owners of America uh, on paper seems like they do a lot, but I kind of feel that uh, they just are... I guess trying to be too, uh, I guess, NRA, but not NRA. So I, I just don't feel like that they are doing their, you know, not trying, they don't have their niche in, I guess, the Second Amendment gun rights organizations. But I believe the Farms Policy Coalition does have their niche and it is mainly legal. Uh, I definitely would like to see the Farms Policy Coalition get into some lobbying, uh, but they definitely are a great organization and that is kind of like also review, I guess you could say, of gun rights organizations, especially when we're talking about in the last segment of the main segment is, you know, breaking, you know, and fighting against gun control and trying to, I guess, you know, find some way to fight you know against gun control the firearms policy coalition is a great organization to do so and the fact that they added adam kraut Mass, uh, matthew larosier and joseph greenlee to their team just makes them that much stronger i stronger i feel uh, great stuff great news Going into kind of some gear review, uh, there was an interesting uh, article uh, posted on guns.com and then also on Instagram, a big Instagram gun page, 9MMSMG, I think is what it is. Uh, you know, he got himself HK P7 PSP and, of course, guns.com. Uh, wrote an article about this particular gun. Uh, they call it the Aristocrats Parabellum. And if you don't know what gun I'm talking about, fucking, if you haven't watched Die Hard, go fix yourself. Uh, it is a great, uh, you know, it's the fucking gun that Hans Luger used, but his was actually two-toned. It was stainless steel. Uh, I actually own one of these little beauties. Uh, it is all black. Mine is. I've taken it shooting. Uh, and it is a interesting little gun. It's a gun that was actually used by German police for a while. But it's actually got a grip safety. You actually have to, you know, it's much kind of like the 1911 has the back strap grip safety. But this has a grip safety in the front where you actually got to depress it all the way. You got to have a tight gun grip uh, on the, you know, a grip on the handle, a grip on the gun to release the safety for you to be able to pull the trigger. Uh, these these guns actually uh, kind of range from around two grand and up, uh, but these uh, are pretty cool little guns. Uh, it is an interesting design, uh, and it's a cool little collector's piece. Uh, it was actually produced during the Cold War, so it was actually produced in West Germany. HK does not make these anymore, but um, you know, like I said, I've taken it shooting before. It's it's a pretty accurate little shooter for a small handgun that it is, uh, but it definitely takes some getting used to. Uh, in reference to the grip safety on the front and you gotta you know not grip it too tightly otherwise you're putting too much strength in your grip and it's gonna throw off your aiming a good deal the next bit of news uh, in reference to firearms being released is actually masterpiece arms releases a competition ready precision match rifle and this is actually a pretty badass looking little rifle
delightful. It's kind of very much in the uh, the ire of the Ruger Precision Rifle. It's a skeletonized stock. It looks like a very heavy barrel, but is is dead sexy looking. Uh, this comes from TacticalLife.com, and but <clears throat> excuse me, but the retail price of this bad boy is actually around three grand, which is a little high. Uh, but you know, it actually comes with a masterpiece arms mount and optic. It is a you know whole package. Um, and you know, if you don't know who Masterpiece Arms, Masterpiece Arms kind of makes the uh, you know the Mac 11, the Mac 10 kind of clones with the fake suppressors and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can either get it in six millimeter Creedmoor, six five Creedmoor, or three oh eight. It is a short action bolt, which is really nice. Uh, it's a sixty degree bolt throw, uh, which is also pretty nice. Uh, here's something that's really cool: is the chassis itself weighs three and a half pounds, and the actual overall weight is eleven and a half pounds. So that is a very fucking heavy barrel, uh, which again I think is pretty nice. Uh, it's got a Excalibur hand-lapped stainless premium barrel blank. Uh, that is, uh, you know, the 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 barrel itself. Uh, it's got a 26-inch uh, six millimeter and 6.5 millimeter Creedmoor barrel, and the 308 is in 24. And the length of pull for the uh, fucking um, the whatchamacallit, the fucking bolt is between 13.75 inches to 15 inches. Uh, the trigger is a trigger tech special, and the trigger pull is actually customizable by the customer, is one to three pounds. And then you can use the AICS type magazines in there, so you can use the Magpul magazines in there. Uh, so that's not too bad on there. And it's also got a pretty cool little grip, it's got an EVG grip. Uh, a bag rider, a V4 spigot mount, uh, of course the Masterpiece Arms 30mm optic on there, uh, and then uh, all the other good shit. It's a pretty sexy little gun. I'm probably going to post this on Facebook. Uh, the optic looks pretty nice. Uh, the skeletonized chassis looks pretty nice. Uh, it's a sexy gun. But for thirty grand, is it worth it? You know, if you are looking to get a rifle and you're looking to get into PRS and you're looking for something that, hey, I want to fucking buy it and be done with it, this is probably the rifle, a good rifle to get. Um, you know, when you start getting those Rugen Precision Rifles, you got to get an optic, you got to get some quality uh, ring mounts on it, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, you're looking at, at more money in that as well. And then honestly, with the Ruger Precision Rifle, I've heard a lot of bad things from gun, sh gun stores about how the chassis doesn't really hold up. You know, this is a new firearm, so, you know, maybe the chassis on this doesn't hold up as well uh, but the barrel is looks really nice in this gun looks it's very heavy the muzzle brake on it looks really good um, you know everything else the magazines that you can use it you can use the Magpul magazines in there uh, that's a good thing the bolt uh, is a decent looking bolt so uh, you know it's it's a good kind of upper entry level PRS rifle. So if you're looking to get into PRS, definitely check this out. Um, let's start wrapping this up, getting to our culture segment, and we will start wrapping up this podcast, folks. sitting here you and I are like a couple of regular fellas I mean, you do what you do I do what I gotta do and now that we've been face to face if I'm there and I gotta put you away I won't like it but I'll tell you 
If it's between you and some poor bastard whose wife you're gonna turn into a widow, brother, you are going down. There's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in? Then I gotta put you down. Because no matter what, you will not get my way. We've been face to face, yeah. But I will not hesitate. Not for a second. Maybe that's the way it'll be. Or, who knows? Well, maybe we'll never see each other again. And that, folks, is the fucking most tense dialogue that I've ever heard between two of my most favorite fucking actors, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. And that is from the movie Heat. It came out in 1995. And if you're unfamiliar with this movie, Al Pacino is a police officer. Robert De Niro is a criminal. There's also fucking Val Kilmer in there. There's all kinds of great actors in there. It's got fucking Danny Trejo. Uh, it, it's you know it's about a fucking you know Robert De Niro running a criminal you know a crew of criminals and they're pulling over a big heist. Al Pacino is a police officer and of course he's on their fucking tail. Uh, it's also got some of the most best fucking shooting action that I've ever seen in a movie. And actually in the end of the scene where Val Kilmer is retreating from the shootout with police, uh, that has been used in the military as a point blank example of what to do during a firefight, during uh, you know contact and retreat, and all that kind of stuff. And there's a bunch of great fucking guns in there as well. You have Colt uh, M1991 A1 Series 80 Officers. You have, of course, the HK USP. You have Six Hour 220, a Star Megastar. You got the Breda 85, the Breda 92. You have a M1911A1, Ruger KP90, a Glock 19, and of course, there's got to throw in a fucking uh, Taurus PT92 AFS. Uh, some of the coolest machine guns they have in there. Of course, you have the HK94A3, mocked up as an MP5. You have a Star TMP. You also got some cool shotguns. You have a Benelli M3. You also have an Ithaca 37 stakeout. And of course, when you come looking at rifles and carbines, you have a Colt 754, Colt 733. You have M16A1. You have Gleals. You have an HK91A2. You have FNFAL. You have an FN, FNC80. You have a fucking Norinco AK style. And then you have, of course, an HKSR9. And, folks, if you have not seen this movie, check it the fuck out. It is a great movie. It is a great movie for gun guys. It's got tons of fucking cool guns in there. And then, of course, you have that fucking epic restaurant scene in the diner between Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. It is an awesome fucking movie. If you're a gun guy, go check it out. It is a great one. If you have any recommendations for a culture segment, if you want a book, if you want a movie, uh, fucking if you want music or games in there as well, We'll toss that in there as well. Uh, but, I mean, that it, that movie is just too fucking awesome for me to just break down in one culture segment. Check it out. Uh, th- that whole movie right there is my culture segment. Check it out. Cool movies, cool guns, cool dialogue between two great actors. And that's going to be our culture segment. Let's start wrapping this bitch up, people. Let's go.
right, folks, that's going to be this episode of the Two A Lifestyle Podcast. I want to greatly appreciate you for listening again. And if I seem like I might have been a little scatterbrained during the main segment, uh, talking about the mass killings, talking about all the gun control that's been passed out, it's just because there's been so much thrown out there that it's just kind of hard to wrap my head around. And this should have been a would have been a great episode to have a, a guest on. Just didn't plan it out enough of advanced time. Uh, I'm going to be at the Buckmasters Expo just because it's in my neck of the neighborhood uh, of uh, this coming weekend. So if you're coming to the Buckmasters Expo in Montgomery, go on, uh, reach me out on social media. Uh, maybe we can link up, uh, have some good times there. And then also, I am actually going to be doing another podcast episode, kind of switching things up. We're going to be doing it next week, and then we're going to be doing it every other week after that just because some shit that's gone down in my home life, uh, just to kind of keep us on the every other pod or every other week uh, podcast, and then also trying to do without children in my house. That way, I don't have any fucking uh, interruptions, all that kind of shit. So we're going to be getting another episode of the Two A Lifestyle next week. Uh, and then after that, we're going to be doing every other week after that. So, uh, but Hey, check us out on social media. We have a Facebook, we have Instagram on Facebook. We are under the number two, a lifestyle on Instagram. Check us out Two is spelled out to a lifestyle. And then also check out our Patreon. We are over the threshold where we are paying for the bandwidth for this podcast. So anything after this is going straight back to you listeners. It is going straight to you guys in giveaways. It's going straight into merch giveaways. We got some hats coming out. We already have stickers. Check out our social media if you're interested in getting any of that. If you become a Patreon, you automatically get some merch. Uh, so that's a, a fucking plus right there for you. Uh, so do that. Also, uh, reach out to me on social media. Let me know what you want to hear on the podcast. Let me know if there's any suggestions that you want me to do in the gun reviews. If you want me to have some guests on. If you're looking for something to be reviewed in the culture segment, whether it be, a, like I said, a book, movie, TV show, or even a video game. Uh, any feedback from y'all, I'd greatly appreciate it. And also go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts, this podcast now. If you can, go ahead and leave us a review. Uh, if you can't, do me a favor, go to iTunes, leave us a review on there. Anytime you leave us a review on iTunes, it helps people reach out uh, to us if they're looking for a gun-related podcast. That's the easy way for them to find us. If we have good reviews, then we are pushed up on the category for guns, stuff, all that kind of shit. And like I said before in the main part of the podcast, reach out to your politicians, reach out to your organizations, reach out to law enforcement, and tell them your thoughts and views. Uh, you know, good lobbying and big lobbying groups are chief of police organizations and sheriff's organizations. If, you know, sheriffs are uh, elected where you are, if you let them know and say, hey, I think that we should have this for our Second Amendment rights and I, they don't need to be fucked with, they can let their fucking uh, people know in their lobbying groups also that say, hey, this is not good for us because it makes us look bad because those people actually do lobby for gun rights stuff as well, whether it be constitutional carry, uh, shell issue, or may issue on concealed carry permits, all that kind of stuff. So be active. Be active in the 2A community uh, and just you know, do your part. You know, like I said, there's supposed to be 75 million gun organers, gun owners in this country. And with that many people, we should be one of the most catered to voting blocks in the, the country. But unfortunately, we're not. 
And because of that, we have to constantly fight for our civil rights, our constitutional rights to keep and bear arms, and that should just not be the case. So do your part, reach out, and fucking be amazing. Uh, be amazing in this 2A community that we have. Uh, and until next week, I will see you guys then, and we will have a brand new episode. Until then, be awesome and be great in this wonderful 2A community that we have, and be active. I'll see you again in one week, guys and gals.